0: 4357. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record. And they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from SmartMarkVideo.com. And additionally, head to Powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. Prince.com. Yeah, that's right. That voice you heard none other than AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. I am your moderator of sorts. That's right. Just two of us here right now, and uh, that's because we don't really need anybody else for this one. We we put you guys in charge. This is a John Thorne AMA. You shot in some emails. John's gonna give us hopefully some answers. We'll see. It depends on the questions. And uh, <laughs> we'll go. We'll go from there, I guess. So let's. What do you say? We get right into it. Let's get into it. No preparation
1: for me. Let's do it.
0: No. All right. So this first email has multiple questions. Great. Question one. Is there any way we could hear your and or Steve Guy's version of the Chandler werewolf story? I remember the podcast never got to hear it before he passed. And we would still like to hear the story. I got one of those six shirts with him and the werewolf. Um. I don't know. You know,
1: like I I've thought about uh, telling the story and I've talked to his family about telling the story and they've told me that I could tell the story. But uh, I don't know. It was like his story to tell and he was kind yeah. of, He was like half didn't want to tell it cuz he was like it's like was a legit terrifying thing right. that he ex- he like experienced, but uh you know, right before he got sick, we kind of like Broke him down into it with me just continuously bringing it up on the podcast that uh, he had agreed to do it as a bonus episode. Or if we got, you know, uh, I think we were trying to get like a hundred five star reviews or something. Yeah. At the time. Um, and it was, it's kind of crazy because it was actually like what was on the docket to get recorded in the next like week or so when he got sick because i honestly it might have been we might have been getting planning on recording it the day that he got sick because i know that the the day that he got sick we had a uh, uxwa ring rental on which we were i I believe all together um it was your birthday so we were i think we were getting ready to to get something together yeah, we, that weekend.
0: Yeah, we were planning on doing it either that day or the day after, and uh, and then he yeah then he was messaging us telling him he got sick, wasn't gonna be able to do it amongst everything else. So yeah, okay. uh, I think that's like it's Chandler's story to tell, and for us, I mean, he did enjoy that becoming an ongoing uh, <laughs> a thing, but um, I, I think there are some things that we want to have as our own of him at least for us doing this like that's one of the things that we get to keep is that ongoing and and on top of it i,
1: I just couldn't do it justice because i did not know and, <laughs> and i always thought it was really ridiculous um but i've heard i've heard him tell it uh, you know a hundred times and uh he would get very descriptive and animated and it just uh it just wouldn't it 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 wouldn't live up to the hype if i was to tell it because um you know it it just he would get more worked up as the story right went on so uh i guess
0: the uh long answer is a no for now. (laughs) maybe we'll come back to it who knows uh uh, question number two in there. What's the status on an AIW show in Columbus this year? Um,
1: I've actually, you know, when we decided to start trying to do a little branching out a few months ago, um, you know, Akron was the first stop, uh, you know, on the plan or whatever. and Columbus, uh, is definitely you know on the list. It was you know second, I would say, on the list of where we would like to expand to if we were to expand um you know i have spoken to some venues there um specifically i spoke to a place called ace of cups that a lot of aw fans had pointed me in the direction of and thought it would be a perfect fit and unfortunately they were greatly uninterested in the idea of professional (laughs) wrestling coming to their venue um you know uh, it's just a matter of just like in akron of finding the right venue um and kind of going from there you know we've uh i'm aware of like the big venues you know like uh you know where nxt runs events and places that we are definitely too big for us down there right um so it's like it's just a matter of finding like finding the right place it all comes down to the venue right um so you know i i know that uh you know some other fans uh have messaged me some ideas you know but you know the, the one place was like an art uh, like like an artist studio and it was like small uh, I think that was too small um, so it's like it, it's definitely on the list of things uh, <coughs> there's just nothing currently you know uh, planned as of, as of right now I know that there's a lot of people that travel uh, from Columbus probably more for the big shows than every mm-hmm. show. But uh, I realize that you know, just like Akron, it's kind of a starved market for independent wrestling. Um, You know, I know Ring of Honor goes there a few times a year, but uh, other than that, there's not a ton uh, going on there. So it's definitely it's definitely on our list of places we would like to go and we would like to uh, do something. But just like Akron, you know, uh, we don't want to roll in and do it halfway. We want to go all in, you know, and we'll. Uh, you guys, you know, when, when we do the Akron episode, um, you guys will get to hear about all the intricacies that went into that. But, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's not as simple for us, you know, to throw a dart at a map and be like, okay, we're going to have a show there. Like there's a, there's a lot more planning involved and especially, you know, uh, worrying about the stuff here. I, as well as maintaining a full-time job and right uh there's just not enough hours in the day sometimes to get this stuff done
0: and i should say really it starts with the venue but um everything that goes with because you know akron was one thing columbus is another then we have to start to think about all right well we just put on a you know three and a half hour show or so uh we don't live in Columbus, right? It's still two two and a half hour drive, depending on where where you, we'd be.
1: And you have to promote, and you have to, you know.
0: Yeah, are we all staying in hotels? You know, there's a lot more that goes into it. The expenses certainly go up.
1: Right. Yeah. You know. T- you know, taking taking the show on the road definitely brings expenses up. Uh, but you know, right situation, uh, we would definitely do it. You know, obviously, we would like to. Probably do something you know near the near the campus or something, so right. you know we can draw kind of that younger crowd. But uh, it's just it, it's not it's not something that has one hundred percent come
0: together yet. Now our next question: in This email. What's the story with Alex Daniels? I know he was retiring and then changed his mind near the end of last year. Will be booked at AIW anytime soon?
1: Uh, I'm going to go and say no. He will not be booked at AIW anytime soon. Um, Alex Daniels is just kind of like an unfortunate story. I think of, he got a lot too soon and that too soon w- went directly to his head. And, uh, there was a, ch- uh, there was a change in character, not on, not only on screen, but, you know, in real life, uh, behind the curtain. Uh, and, you know, he, he just turned into a different person and a person that I'm not a fan of, uh, By any stretch of the imagination at this point um he became a fucking dickhead to be perfectly honest you know when chandler biggins passed away uh you know he he, i heard through the grapevine that you know he had some he had some things to say that uh i don't think were uh appropriate uh specifically uh what he said was that chandler biggins dying uh, didn't affect him at all it had zero impact or effect on his life as as far as uh him and A.I.W., uh I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath on that uh you know and there's a there's a zillion other stories of just uh poor poor behavior uh especially for somebody so so young and new in in wrestling uh to be carrying himself the way that he did and treating uh treating people the way that he did was just uh you know, it, it, we don't want to have negativity around, and he became a very negative person very in, in a very short amount of time. Um, you know, like I, I get sto- these stories that, you know, he, he's trying to hold promoters up for money. Um, I know that there was an incident with uh, Mike from Nova Pro, and, you know, I, I got to hear about this stuff from other people. That reflects poorly on me, uh, not to mention that, you know, he was kind of initially given – the reins to you know to take over the the classes when uh gargano and was going through his you know like relocation process and you know candace was here you know infrequently um and he just kind of used it to take advantage of people uh he hurt people uh was very rough on people he ended up fracturing somebody's vertebrae at the at the school um and just like overall just shitty Behavior. He became, uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe he didn't become, maybe he was just always this person. And, uh, the more comfortable he got, the more this person, you know, came to light for all of us to see. But, uh, you know, there, and there were countless other stories here that, uh, I'm not even going to mention, like, you know, threatening students and, um, you know, shaking students down for money. And, uh, you know, I just can't, uh, I just can't be a part of that um you know and i I really question people that uh still you know want to use him on their shows or are, are fans of him um maybe i'm biased because i know you know the things that he did and said and uh that's that's why he's not around i did give him you know uh this similar talk uh after absolution and uh you know i told him he needed to he needed to, to really change the person that he is. And I don't know, I guess he really didn't give a fuck about that. Cause uh, I, I don't, I, I don't think that he had any remorse for the things that he said or did. And, uh, you know, never went out of the way to, uh, make things right as, as far as that's, you know, that's concerned. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, uh, I, I think it's kind of, a uh, you know, it reflects poorly on, uh, you know, like I, I don't want him to reflect reflect poorly and represent the entire AIW school. Uh so I'd rather just you know, we just severed
0: ties with him and that that was kind of that. But so that being said, does the old adage apply of never say never? Uh I mean I along with what you know, what you just mentioned here, seeing some changes in, in attitude and whatnot. Never say never, but uh I, I would say it it's it's not soon. <laughs>
1: I yeah, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't get uh I want to get my hopes up.
0: All right. Last one within this email, because we had multiple. Any idea when Shayna is going to either drop or be stripped of the belt? I mean,
1: is there an idea? Yeah, there's an idea. Is is it something uh, that's going to happen anytime soon? Uh, probably not. Um, I mean, do you want to be the one to take it from her?
0: Uh,
1: I, I, you know, I, mean
0: I guess that's what I'm asking the person asking the question. Yeah, you
1: know, we get this a lot. We get this a lot, but, um, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, The thing is, is um, with taking over uh, the finances and everything, the Girls' Night Out shows were, were were definitely money losers. And the the benefit of them was they would, they would do so well uh, in the video market. Mm -hmm. But, as more women's companies have have you know kind of come on the scene, and uh, you kind of specialized in that. It's just you know the the specialty of the 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 video release has you know the the demand for that has also gone down. So it's like lower attended and uh, lower like video purchases on top of well more added expenses because you know very few of these girls are within driving distance there's a lot of flights involved there's a lot of hotels involved um you know and i, I don't want to price gouge the fans so it's right. it's something to where uh i knew that uh, there was going to be a long needed break from the girls night out brand um and uh you know that that's just the the way it was uh actually you know there was Shayna was scheduled for one more show, even though that I knew that you know she had been offered something. I think i I think myself and Josh Barnett were the only people that were told that she got a deal when she got the deal, which was well before anybody you know knew that she had a deal um, and I was gonna book her again, and I was gonna book her again to win uh, and just kind of leave the belt. And and you know, kind of disappear, uh, you know, off into the WWE, and just kind of uh, not have the women's title for for a while. And I know that that may make some people mad, and it has nothing to do with uh, you know uh, not liking women's wrestling or women's wrestling. It just yeah, we still have women's matches. We just had one in in Akron. It's just simply the the uh, burden of trying to make the girls night out brand work on top of uh just trying to f- overhaul the entire company was just not something that that I wanted to I wanted to do. So, yeah, there there is a plan, but I'm not going to sit here and say what the plan is in case uh something doesn't happen with the plan, but right. There 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 is a plan in place to yeah, obviously uh, you know, strip Shayna of the belt and you know uh transition you know elsewhere however you know like it's not it's not something that is like um it's not like something that if we don't have a, a women's championship defended for a while it's not something that is you know gonna gonna make or break the company right now i've still been trying to feature women's matches every now and then um just so you know, people don't totally forget about it. You yeah. Know? Um, it's just a matter of uh, trying to, trying to make it work financially. Uh, it's been, you know, it was a tough year. Um, you know, we've, we've documented that a, f- a few times, just the state of the finances and the business as a whole were kind of uh, all over the place. So in the last year we've, we've gotten some things in order and now it's like, okay, you know, like, this this person wants Columbus. Yes, Columbus is on the you know it's it's on the it's on the dry erase board of to do list, and so is girls' night out and the women's title situation. But I wouldn't, I don't have a plan for that until you know at least the fall. Uh, I will give you a ballpark uh, of the fall.
0: Would you um this is not in here, but just kind of a follow to that. Would you consider not necessarily? Uh, putting the the women's belt or, or was the women's title within there, but would you consider partnering with one of these all female promotions to do a GNO? No. Okay. Fair
1: enough. I mean, why so, am I going to partner with somebody when I've I've done it enough myself? Yeah. Why am I going to? And money is an issue. Why am I going to then split the money with somebody else? Sp- split that
0: cost. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, split the cost and split the money. You know,
0: it's like yeah. So, our next question it's like why even do it at that point? fair enough uh I've heard you all as well as other podcasts talk about wrestling seminars before, but what do these entail, and how can they benefit younger wrestlers today um uh, the wrestling seminars
1: are all different like there's not a there's not a solid answer for that, but how it can benefit a young wrestler is is you never stop learning, and a lot of these guys with a ton of knowledge do not offer. A pro wrestling school or a place to go train with them so you know uh, what's what's great is you can you know you could take your you know your your base of of learning that you've learned at whatever wrestling school that you went to and then you can go and you can add on to that and you could uh you know like a a zach saber jr seminar has you know showed guys a zillion things about technical wrestling right to where an arn anderson seminar showed guys a zillion things about television wrestling and making things make sense um you know and you know we did an ec3 seminar which was very promo promo driven Mm -hmm. character driven so you you're not going to get all these things in a at your wrestling school for the most part right um so and it's always great to go and learn from guys that are doing it all over the world whether it be on television or you know wrestling internationally or all over the country like these guys have, have developed their own experiences and ways to do and not do things. Uh, so that's kind of what the, what the basis of a, of a wrestling seminar is. is you know, you, you go and you learn what those guys have learned.
0: Yeah, it makes you more well-rounded, I guess, for lack of better terms. What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide Killer here.
1: And you know what was fun? Back in the 1980s, when the British Bulldogs were running wild. Boy, well, if I had a size small sweatshirt that I could wear with the beautiful faces of young Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid, and I think I'm South African now. But never mind that, because there's also Matilda.
0: That's right, this is a beautiful WWF deal from 1980's size small sweatshirt. Pretty a picture, and that's what you get at Thrift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. Use promo code WORLDWIDE and get 10% off your order. All right, our next question. What are some of John and Steve's favorite wrestling memories as a fan?
1: Uh, as a fan, um, yeah, definitely Nathan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a fan uh you know just like my my favorite at times as a fan was like you know like being 14 and going to ecw house shows at the cleveland masonic temple downtown or you know later after that the agora um and just uh you know mainly just wwf uh wrestling um you know from the late 80s and early 90s and then uh you know, I know Matt Wadsworth's favorite memory of myself that is a memory in wrestling is uh, when we went to, like, our, like, one of our first indie shows ever in Medina, Ohio, that was promoted by a guy named Handsome Frank Stiletto, who uh, had a little hand in my training, by the way, yeah. Handsome Frank, uh, and, uh, you know, on the show was, was, you know, the the pit bulls and the Bushwhackers and Joey Mercury and Reckless Youth and tom brandy and stevie richards and uh you know all these guys and uh you know the bushwhackers they just decided to lick, lick my face up <laughs> at 14 when i had my sabu shirt on and uh, it was very uncomfortable for me and uh you know now now thinking about that uh in retrospect it's probably very uncomfortable for a lot of people throughout the late 80s and early 90s to get, yeah. <laughs> to, get to get licked by these men uh so uh yeah you know that there's a million memories of, of of being a wrestling fan. It's just uh, I don't know. You know, there's they, a lot of them blend together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember being a little kid and uh, we finally had seats on the aisleway. You know, before it was a ramp, and they're little, and the guys used to come down and they'd high five all of you and you're the kids. Bret Hart's the champion. And I got to touch the championship, and I was like, man, that's a big deal. The Winged Eagle. Don't tell Brian Carson that story. Uh, <laughs> Uh I you know, you remember I remember being at Raw for the first time and Kane's fire hits and you, you feel how hot that is for the first time. Uh I don't I don't know. There's I'm sure plenty.
1: Yeah, I went to like, you know, all kinds of Raw's and stuff in the Attitude Era. I remember I went to Raw um I went to Raw the day WCW was bought or whatever. Was I was incredible. there too. I, yes. I bought a ticket the day of off of like some like third party like Merck's ticket agency or something third party ticket thing. And I, I went alone and I sat by myself and it was, I was like 16 or 17 (laughs) years old and it was like really uncomfortable, but I just like wanted, I I just did not want to miss raw. And when all my friends bought tickets, they bought tickets a long time ago because in those days, like raw would sell out day of tickets going on sale. So I found like I bought some overpriced ticket the day of that event, uh, and just went and sat.
0: I went to that show. Uh, my mom got tickets for me. She bought three tickets. It's me, a buddy, and my older brother. He drove us down there. And uh, as fun as exciting as that show itself was, the dramatics that I experienced beforehand. My brother parked his car in like a downtown Cleveland parking lot, and it was packed. And they're like, "Leave your keys. We'll grab it." Locks his door, shuts the door. With the keys in the ignition, the car running. So finally, like we're waiting, and they'd have to get somebody to like somehow get in there. Literally, stop some guy. Some guy's walking down the street and just goes, "We lock your keys in the car." And we're like, "Yeah." Figures out knows how to break into a car and unlocks it. Unlocks it for us. Like, oh yeah, that makes it feel safe. Yeah, it makes it feel real good. <laughs> and then I guess
1: one more memory is uh, when I took a week off of high school to go to WrestleMania eighteen. There you go, and uh, I almost uh, you with Michael Cole. I almost got expelled. Michael Cole gave me my first experience with Jack Daniels. <laughs> underage, bought it for me in a bar. Told me the time to ride the coal train, and uh, then in that bar, all kinds of like WWF roster members at the time just they just went in there after access to get drunk, not thinking it was uh, you know thinking it was just going to be them in there, and then yeah. we were just waiting around, and you know. Gold Dust and Johnny Ace and all kinds of weirdos were in there.
0: Nice. All right. Uh, this is a fun one, not wrestling related. And uh, I'm pretty sure I know your answer. What is your favorite menu item at Taco Bell?
1: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> don't eat Taco
0: Bell. Exactly what I thought you'd say. The, it, Taco Bell, folks, is a little bit too exotic for John Thorne. Uh too many condiments and other strange things yeah, I ain't eating that. going together there.
1: I'm not eating that.
0: That's that's a podcast in itself. Uh it's going down a rabbit hole. We will not get into John Thorne's food, not. food enjoyment. Uh all right, next one. Uh hey guys, I've only missed two Mount Carmel shows since Jilly the Month Club. Seems to me that you're outgrowing Mount Carmel. Any plans for a new venue in Cleveland? Love the Tadmore Shrine. Can't wait for next show there. Young guys really stepped up in the top two matches. Uh, well, that's nice for the young guys. No, there's really not any like, there's really not any plan because
1: you know it all goes back to like I've said earlier. It all goes back to finances and you know uh, venues can get very expensive, right? Um, especially like real venues. Like if we went to the Agora. Like we would go out of business probably after that show, yeah. Because um, it just gets it gets so expensive, um, and uh, it, you know there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of venues that are accepting of wrestling as it is, and uh, ones ones that are are very expensive or very busy, um, and it's hard to. It's hard to you know it's hard to to book it's hard to book a venue so that's why you know when Mont Carmel's like uh, I, I parents was, parents got mad just gonna bring that up yeah about the Instagram like tagging the venue on Instagram that's why we said can you please untag this and people were were kind of like well they
0: you know they're mad at wrestling or whatever we're not wwe where we can just not have this venue be like you know what we don't need you yeah and get in some sort of political stands and then go walk because then
1: we're just not gonna have shows so right they've they've been very hospitable uh i understand that you know they uh whatever we pay to rent there is probably nowhere near what the tuition is for that private school for one student uh so you know uh you you gotta kind of They really don't need our business, guys. As much as you guys would like to think that they do, they really don't. And Um, to
0: be fair, the church itself and the priest who we have, he's had reasons to be upset before. It's not necessarily that he was upset about them, but it was a headache for them to deal with.
1: And, you know, they'd rather just not deal with that headache. right?
0: So, yeah, and as
1: much as... You know, it may appear we're outgrowing Mount Carmel. We're really not, because you know, if we we go to some big place, we're not going to fill it, and it's gonna it's it's gonna look bad. Um, and you never know, you know, like tickets tickets are so sporadic for shows. Like you just never you just never know. Um, you know, even Mount Carmel shows, some of them are sell really bad up until two days before, and you know we're freaking out. Yeah. So. Um, you just you just never know uh there as of now you know there are no plans to leave Mont carmel unless they tell us you gotta leave
0: these aren't really questions, more like uh uh these are more um please uh, first one, please reconsider your stance on savio Vega. I don't have an anti savio Vega stance <laughs> i just you know like
1: uh. That ticket from the island is expensive, guys. <laughs> I looked into it.
0: I looked into it. It's, hey, please, Savio Vega, reconsider your stance on how much you want to charge. How about that? It's not even where he wants to charge. It's like just a play. Let's get a residence in the continental United States. <laughs> and the other, please consider booking Don Fry versus Tom Lawler for j Don Fry, heavily. I've been looking for Don Fry for a year, guys. His <laughs> website no longer exists.
1: He does not return his Facebook-like messages. Uh, If you got a phone number or an email on the Predator Don Fry, please, by all means. (laughs) I've been trying to get him for a year. Uh, And I don't want to ask Dan Severin, because Dan Severin will just say, Well, John, why don't you just book me for that event?
0: (laughs) So this next one, I think we get asked pretty much every AMA, but... Uh, is there anybody on the current independent scene you would love to bring in for a show? I mean, that is
1: such a general question. I don't right. know. I mean, who's independent? Brutus Barber, Beefcake, he's independent. Yeah. <laughs> Savio Vega, Savio Vega, he's an independent guy. <laughs> Don Fry? Uh I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just—it's uh, re- wrestling is like at such a weird, like, weird place right now. Uh, there's not a lot of the indie guys that I haven't booked that I want to book that I haven't booked yet. Um, Cause it's like, and I feel like it's still really in like a transitional period right now from when every single person got signed in the last two years. Yeah. Uh, so there's just like a, there's just kind of like a drop off kind of in like, Oh, would people be really excited for this person or not? Like, I think like Keith Lee might've been like the last of those guys right now. Um, And I could be wrong. You know, Uh, I'm just my, my opinion of when you're weighing out again, the expenses of the flight and the hotel and the fee is this person going to equal around that in additional ticket sales you know what I mean? Like, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a hard thing to do when you start, like, when you start really trying to uh, look at it like a business to not lose money anymore. It's kind of like, and I understand, like, people see the crowds and the ticket prices, and honestly, we should be charging a lot more because we we are barely scraping by as it is with the current ticket prices just based on the expenses of a lot of these guys people people don't realize you know what what they're gonna charge for a fee and then oh you gotta you gotta throw on a four hundred and fifty dollar flight on top of that and a you know a sixty dollar hotel room uh it 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 adds up quick you know what i mean um so there's really not a lot of there's really not a lot of guys that I haven't booked yet that I wanna book um
0: what about Private Theodore Steven Dunlop. No. Absolutely no? not. He will never
1: be booked on a show? Session Moth, that's that's the only one on the list right now.
0: No PTSD, huh? No. Or uh, the Flying Fantastico? No, I don't want to book any of these fucking people.
1: <laughs> these alter egos are the students from the Bachelor Party <laughs> Wrestling
0: Show. Uh, next question. Are you going back to Now That's Class and who is Dan Shoku Dino Wrestling? okay signed John knows exactly who asked this
1: yeah this is signed the masked fish (laughs) uh a former aw competitor extraordinaire (laughs) um the the plan is to go back to now that's class it hopefully once a summer there was talks of doing it more but I just think that that might water down the specialness of it Uh uh-huh um because you know it turned out to be really uh exciting last year and had a really cool vibe and everyone wanted us to do it again so i think if you do more than one
0: yeah do we lose that vibe if we we
1: lose the vibe i think Mm -hmm. so the plan is yes to go back probably in august again um we don't have uh, a date or anything as of yet but uh Yeah, that that's kind of the plan, Uh, and uh, I don't think I don't think Dino will be appearing, (laughs) unless you got some frequent flyer miles and uh, you want to put them towards a flight from Japan.
0: Oh man, here we go, last one. Hey guys, let's cut the shit. Give us a list of everyone that's blackballed from the AIW territory. Thanks.
1: I don't even know where to start, man. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys could figure it out. I mean, I'm sure you guys could figure it out if you really thought about it. Uh, you know, we don't
0: got to name any names. Go back, watch things on powerbomb.tv. Yeah, just work. And work from there.
1: <laughs> they're either working at a gas station or uh, they're blackballed, probably. You know, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of there's
0: there's a lot in between stuff on that old stuff. <laughs> uh, well, that's gonna do it here. Thank you guys for contributing to the John Thorne AMA. Oh, I thought of an independent wrestler that I would like to book. Oh, there we go.
1: Ric Flair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fair. He's he's not on a legends contract. Is he independent? Yeah, he's you know close enough. He's yeah, close whatever. Enough. He does what he wants. So there you go. Um, Thank you. Once again, uh, thanks for submitting your questions. And, uh, of course, follow us along on Twitter at AI Wrestling, as well as the same handle on Instagram. And check out everything we've got going on at AIWrestling.com. That's uh, going to do it for this one. For John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Oh, wait. I don't want to record a new Pollyanna DIY uh,
1: commercial, so I'm just going to tell you guys to go to PollyannaDIY.com right now. <laughs> buy some buttons and some t-shirts they don't offer the memphis wrestling t-shirt anymore because another podcast scared them off with a cease and desist order from jerry lawler uh so oh. unfortunately there's well, no I wonder who that podcast was I, there's 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 no more uh, memphis wrestling t-shirt but they still do have that awesome uh, extreme root shirt and i'm sure maybe if you shoot him an email maybe he's got a couple of those memphis wrestling t-shirts laying around just can't uh, be selling those on the uh, on the public front page uh all right that's it. Use promo code AIW when you buy something.
0: You always say bye again? Yes. All right. For AIW owner John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week. I thought you were gonna say bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. There. See, you said you're gonna say bye, and then you. Did bye. That. Bye. Bye. Then you said
1: goodbye. Now it's just bye.